All right, it's the Keep to the City Yankees podcast, and the Yankees lose to the Rays on Thursday night, 8-2 to two at the stadium. Uh, a rather embarrassing, dismal performance from the offense who, who didn't get a runner into scoring position until the ninth inning when the Rays had already taken Drew Rasmussen out of the game after seven, after he exerted no energy and just completely dominating the Yankees lineup. They go to Jake Diekman in the eighth, and the Yankees don't do anything. A guy who was DFA'd and, and let go by the White Sox, who suck. And then they go to Javi Guerra, who is let go <laughs> as well. And he gives up a pair of runs to the Yankees. Um, but they were meaningless runs as the game was already long over by then. And uh, it's a reality check. Back to reality for the Yankees, who, yeah, they beat up on the A's. They won three games against the A's. whoop de doo Everyone beats the A's. They're 8-31. and 31. They're on pace to be the worst team in the history of Major League Baseball. They're on pace for 33 wins. 33 wins. The Rays have 30 wins. The Rays win three more games. They'll probably match somewhere around the total that the A's will get all season long. And the Yankees' goal right now isn't to somehow come back in the division against the Rays by just beating up on the Rays. They just need to hold their own against the Rays, which they're not doing. And then they need to go out and beat teams like the A's and the Reds and the White Sox and the Tigers and the Rockies, teams that the Rays have dismantled. Hold your own against the good teams and go beat up on the bad teams. That's how you win a division. And the Rays are doing that. Yankees, they're not doing that. They're now 2-5 and five against the Rays and the Blue Jays, and they have seven games left here in a row, consecutive days against the Rays and Blue Jays. Not starting out well here in this four-game series at home against the Rays, losing 8-2 in the opener, knowing that you have three games left and Clark Schmidt, who can't get out lefties, and the Rays can just stack lefties up, is one of the games. But as we head into Friday night, the Yankees lineup comes out. Anthony Volpe's out of the leadoff spot, which, okay, you want to move the kid out of the leadoff spot, fine. But you, he's been there for a few weeks now. Even when DJ LeMahieu was healthy, he was still there. Torres goes up to leadoff. He has no business batting leadoff, Glaber Torres. Just a horrible spot for him to be in. If you're going to move Volpe out, put LeMahieu back there. And the whole idea, oh, you need LeMahieu to drive in runs, there'd be no one on base for him to drive in. So... That doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. But Volpe gets moved down to seventh in the order. And hitting above him at six is Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, who all offseason long you had fans say, oh, don't worry, he's just going to be a bench guy. Oh, he's just a utility guy. He plays almost every day. Bench guys, utility guys, they play once or twice a week. This guy plays almost every day. At best, at worst, he's playing every other day. He's not a Major League Baseball player. And for some reason, he's batting sixth. Tonight, for the New York Yankees, ahead of Anthony Volpe, the number one prospect, the guy who they've turned to for the last few weeks to bat leadoff. There is not a day that goes by that Aaron Boone doesn't do something just completely idiotic. Last night, it was the move to remove Herman, which he did in Tampa, the same exact thing. He didn't need to be removed. He tries to get cute. He tries to put his hands on the game and insert himself into the game and prove that he's some kind of baseball genius when everyone knows he's a baseball moron and he puts in Marinaccio who doesn't get the job done. He puts in Albert Abreu and Ryan Weber in a game against the Rays just waving the white flag with two innings to go at home. Show your team, show the fans that this game is still winnable. Don't just go out there and put a guy who's the second to last guy on the roster, and then the last guy on the roster into a game that you need to win against the team you're chasing. It makes no sense. And tonight, it's really hard to care about watching this game, caring about this game. Garrett Cole's pitching. What is he going to blow another massive lead to this team? How are they going to score? 
How are they going to score? The only way they're going to score is because the Rays are using a guy as an opener, Trevor Kelly, who's just, I don't know what the Rays are doing here. Maybe they see something. Maybe they're going to fix this guy's career. But at 30 years old, 33 games in his career, 723 ERA, 669 FIP, 1-6 whip. There's not one stat here that would make you think that he should go out and shut the Yankees down, except it's the Rays, and I'm sure they figured out some way to make this guy elite and he'll go down and shut up the Yankees for a few innings. He'll go out and shut down the Yankees for a few innings. Someone else will come in, do the same thing, and then they'll be in a tight game into a bullpen battle with the Rays, a bullpen they never touch. They have to win on Friday. If they have any prayer of splitting this series or winning this series, they have to win the Garrett Cole game. Because otherwise you're turning to Clark Schmidt, who can't get lefties out, and Nestor Cortez, who's just been okay this season. That's that's a recipe for disaster. You cannot lose the Garrett Cole games when you're this bad as a team offensively. And... I don't see why anyone would think that they're just going to go out and win, even against the guy as bad as Trevor Kelly's been in his career. And I I have no idea what the Rays see in him, but the Rays are the smartest team in the sport. Um, they're, they're not putting out guys who suck. Everybody on their roster has a purpose, has a reason to be there. No one's there because they're owed money. No one's there because they're just an organizational favorite. Everyone can contribute, and I'm I'm nervous and intrigued to see how Kelly contributes. They don't have Aaron Hicks on the Rays. They don't have Isaiah Kiner Falefa. They don't have Josh Donaldson. Everybody on their team has a purpose. Everyone brings some sort of value to the team. Everyone contributes. Not the case for the Yankees. A handful of guys contribute and have value on this team. The majority of this team has no value and would probably not get another job in the majors if the Yankees weren't offering them a job. So tonight's game is huge. It's a big game. Every game's a big game when you're this buried and you're in last place in a division as we come up on mid-May here. And they got Isaiah Kiner for left of batting sixth. It's bad enough he's on the team. It's bad enough he plays. Now he's batting sixth ahead of the organization's top prospect, ahead of the guy that they've relied on to bat leadoff now for you know nearly a month. And all of a sudden, that's that's not the case anymore. <laughs> It's it's infuriating, and it's at this point, it's really just comical to laugh at the decisions they make and how they play and how they lose. And every idiot who was excited this week because they won three games in a row and beat the shit out of the worst team in the history of the league. This is the real Yankees. The Yankees you saw last weekend and the Yankees you're seeing now sandwiched around three games against a bad A's team. This is the Yankees. A team that can't score a team that's poorly managed, a team with just unthinkable roster construction. And here they are, needing to win on Friday night with Garrett Cole on the mound against a guy who the Yankees should just put up a few in the first against, but we all know that's that's a tall task and a lot to ask for. So that'll do it for today. Yankees raise Friday night, second game of this four-game series. I don't have any expectation that they're going to win on Friday. So maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. That'll do it for today. Yankees-Rays, second game of the series. Talk to you after the game.